Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the Yahoo Sports College Podcast with Dan Wetzel. They painted the ACC logo on the field at Notre Dame Stadium. ACC trying to muscle in. That's like giving a stripper uh, uh, an engagement ring. It's coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Pete Thamel. Former NCAA executive tell me, he's like, it's it's fitting this comes from the ACC because they've long believed that every ACC team should get in the NCAA tournament. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) And SI's. Pat Forty. The more you hide or the less detail you give or information you give, the more you wonder why. Why are you not telling us what we need to know? And here's Dan. Hi, welcome to the pod. Week two, baby. Let's pour one out for Baylor La Tech. Since we last talked, we lost the game. Sad part is this was one of the better games on this slate, right? It was on Fox, like actual Fox network television. It yeah. was the big noon game. Big yeah. noon. Yeah. Louisiana Tech's biggest showcase possibility in years. Probably since Bobby Boucher was a uh, <laughs> water boy there. <laughs> Is that the same school? No. Close enough. Close enough. Yeah, they had a hurricane, obviously. And then yeah. I guess the players scattered and all caught coronavirus. They got 38 positives. So that'll do you. Yeah. I'm not sure how that all worked out. Uh, but unfortunately, I hope everyone's feeling better down there. Uh, so down to 20, they had to move uh, Kansas State to that game. Who's Kansas State playing again? Arkansas. Oh, Arkansas State. Oh, that's right. Arkansas yeah. State. So they Arkansas State in consecutive weeks goes from the primetime ESPN game to the big noon game. <laughs> hey, you know what? Basically, so far, the season has been all about the state of Arkansas. We had Central mm-hmm. Arkansas showcasing now we've got arkansas state getting a couple big opportunities this is uh big big week uh couple of weeks here for the gem i think that they the gem state i don't know and uh none of our, the university of arkansas natural has nothing state. to do with it natural, state. natural natural well remember last year we were all about iowa right like the first month yeah. of the podcast was was sent was centered in iowa so now this is like arkansas's biggest moment since like either the Clinton presidency or 40 minutes of hell with like uh, Corliss Williamson and Corey Beck. Right. They had a good run in the nineties. That, that state. Yeah. Yeah. They were, yeah, they were big there for a while. Yeah. We did have Bill Clinton kind of implying that he knew Scotty Pippen during that Jordan yes. doc, which That's is the, yeah. classic Clinton. Yeah. Uh, right. like he was during uh, yeah. his candidacy during his governorship. He was rolling up to <laughs> UCA to watch uh, Pippen. All right. Well, look, uh, we do have a few good ones. Notre Dame is hosting Duke. Look, I mean, 
It's Notre Dame and Duke. Notre Dame. They painted the ACC logo on the field at Notre Dame Stadium. Man. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. ACC trying to muscle in. That's like giving a stripper uh, uh, an engagement ring. It's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> that thing's going to be pawned out pretty quick, but they're trying. So, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, not saying that's a necessarily would normally uh, <laughs> get, the, get everyone excited, but. Uh, and then uh, Florida State is hosting Georgia Tech. Yeah. You know, some brand names at least. Yeah. See if Georgia Tech's getting better. Clemson's got to go on the road later. Play Wake Forest. You don't walk into an empty Winston-Salem. <laughs> <laughs> BB&T Stadium, I think. <laughs> I heard Dabo Sweeney didn't want crowd noise. He wants to play music during the game, like an NBA team or something. Yeah. Clemson, the last two times they played Wake, has beaten him, I believe it's like 115 to 6. So yeah. see if nope. we can get a little closer. Home fans will not go home disappointed. At least no. we got that. Nope. Um, Dabo's playlist would just be what, like country and like gospel music? It'd be a little yes. different than an NBA game. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a little different. I'll say this. Remember last year we talked about this. Clemson was winning all their games so big that we barely watched them. Yeah. Because they were always right. on at like yeah. 3.30, but there'd be three other good games going on. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like you, you just watch bits and pieces of Clemson. Even though it counterintuitive, they were the you know one of the two best teams, but we barely saw them until the you know until December really. So hey, you're gonna get a chance to f- focus in. Uh, Missouri State's playing Oklahoma. Oklahoma's charging like uh, fifty five bucks to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> my 50- I, I know what I won't be doing with fifty five bucks on Saturday night. If Petrino had a neck brace on the sideline, I'd drop the fifty five bucks. <laughs> Because they're playing Missouri State. Who uh, I know. But, yeah. okay. All right. Just making sure. I know I know you closely track Bobby Petrino because he's such content gold, Dan. You would never mm-hmm. let a move by Bobby Petrino. I'm slip. a Bear fan now. I'm a Bear. <laughs> I, wherever Bobby goes, I'm a fan. <laughs> Bobby's going to be up for an Emmy for his brilliant uh, performance in the video that they did encouraging people to buy tickets for their three games they're playing. Did you see that? Our team is excited about playing three football games this fall. It all starts this weekend at OU and continues with two against Central Arkansas. It was really painful. Was it like, like the it, Lane Kiffin FAU video last year? Remember that? Yes. Where, where uh, he it was, was like, probably worse, although the fact that Bobby's wearing a mask, you can't really see all of his wooden features, you know, <laughs> so it's a little bit, little bit mitigated. Best game might be Tulane, South Alabama. Hey, South Alabama rolling. 1-0. Got, got a coach fired already. They won like three games combined the last two years. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause before I get on the South Al bandwagon. Forgive me. Let me call it a competitive game. Maybe the most competitive game. I don't know. Listen, I ain't got a whole lot to work with here. <laughs> Thursday night. That's our salvation. You ever watch that cooking show, The Chopped, where they just give oh, you like yeah. four games? Yep. garbage ingredients and tell you to like make a <laughs> make a prime rib or something like that's that. what you're doing right here <laughs> this yeah. is it man well, what by, the hell do i point what do spread. i do with these uh yeah. these uh spoiled mangoes right like <laughs> you've got a fish head you've got a rutabaga <laughs> you have some brown sugar and cauliflower and like Cauliflower. Yeah. There you go. No, <laughs> it'll be like right. uh, cauliflower licorice or some crap, right? <laughs> right? What do I do with this? And Bobby Petrino's Harley Davidson. Uh, and then I'm really excited for this. 
for for all of us that like to be uh you know pretty much in the bag by late Saturday night. Kansas is hosting Coastal Carolina. Yeah. Less miles after dark. There you go. What Less could long- possibly go wrong? <laughs> hey, they lost to Coastal last year. <laughs> so a plenty could go wrong. That's also the closest game by point spread this weekend. I believe. Really? I wow. was just looking at my uh, my handy dandy Yahoo scoreboard. Kansas six and a half point favorite. Uh, over under is fifty six point five. I would completely hammer the under on that. You think those two teams are going to score? You think like, like all of a sudden that wide open Jayhawk offense? Nah, I'm good. You have I no idea know. if anyone's practiced tackling though. See. That's the thing. If you read the 40-yard dash this week, scoring is on record pace after one week. Admittedly, a small sample size, but teams are averaging 34 points or something like that so far. Record is 30. We also have UAB and Miami. We're all excited about this game. We think that'll be a pretty good game. I do. Here we are in, in classic college football fashion. We have 20 games total. Uh, most of them uh, smoldering uh, ruins. And yet this thing is getting played at 8 o'clock on a Thursday on the ACC network up against the NFL opener with Patrick Mahomes <laughs> against Deshaun Watson. <laughs> this is your best game. And you <laughs> yeah. like, what? Brilliant. Nobody, yeah, you would think somebody somewhere would have said, okay, can we move it to Friday? How about Saturday? There's not much competition Saturday either. Miami doesn't get any fans when they're allowed in. (laughs) (laughs) You could put this thing anytime. Why would you play against this game? I mean, if you're a football fan, and I understand not all college football fans are NFL fans, but a pretty nice little Thursday night matchup in the NFL. Uh, Yeah. I'm thinking they will defeat Miami UAB in the rating. (laughs) <laughs> by well, approximately the, the same by, the, by the, about the same margin that Oklahoma will defeat Missouri State on the field that's going to be the the rating blowout for the NFL yeah, who likes, nobody likes that Patrick Mahomes guy does it mm-hmm. really? he's not he's fun he, to watch Neither is he still Watson. popular with the kids alright well and uh, I was I was talking to Sam Cooper our uh, Yahoo Sports College football blogger earlier this week and he's already like miffed that he has to find like a bandit you know, Algerian website to to get the uh, to get the ACC network feed on, or or like wherever is already talking about stealing passwords. I mean, it's a pretty good second screen game if you're a, if you're a football fan who's really missed football, you can throw that up on, the, on on the second screen. I'll I'll have both on. I will have both on, no doubt about it. But you know, it's a, from if you, not a, not everybody's us. We're doing a college sports podcast, so we're more inclined to watch it. The average fan out there is going to yeah. be like, "What UAB Miami?" Yeah. Even if they started at seven yeah. or six and right. got it, like got the game going. Why yeah. would you go directly against them? I love the NBA six thirty tip. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. it's 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 great. Right, like it's just it 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 just eases you right in. It makes you feel like you're in the central time zone. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, of that. But yeah, like a bunch of like I mean, it's not like there's been a whole lot of programming on the ACC network, right? Where they've been distracted. <laughs> they've had a lot of time to think about this. <laughs> we got to uh, squeeze it into our very busy ACC yeah. programming yes. between our yes. reruns of Florida State being good in the early 2000s. Yeah. The best part of the 6:30 NBA starts is you can watch the Western Conference Finals without or playoffs without being yeah. exhausted. Like, exactly. It's phenomenal. 
Yeah, I watched. Yeah, I watched that game last night. The uh, the, the LeBron game. It was great. Yeah, so, and you're not up till two thirty in the morning or whatever. Right now, I, what I do. So going back to that, getting to watch Clemson, there's gonna be a little of this. I think one of the fun parts of the NBA. There's only one game on, so and they do do that anyway. But I don't know the way it's set up. It's just easier to watch each series. You're watching a lot yeah. of the same guys over and over. We're gonna get that in college football. It is not crowded year. Like what right. are we at? Seventy six and. Dropping uh, right now, yeah. 76, 76 and rice is on a banana peel with one foot in the grave. Yeah. So the big, the sad part, obviously, TCU can't play. Uh, that's on them. They're they're having an outbreak. The other games, Baylor and Oklahoma State were lost because of the, the non-conference opponents. I know NC State, Virginia Tech got postponed. And I think Virginia Tech said they couldn't have probably played anyway either. But I do think, you know, these these big 12 games are sort of the peril of playing smaller conference teams. It's kind of just a, it's a, it's a total crapshoot. And there was a, remember when the big 10 originally and the PAC 12 originally bailed out of non-con games, there was all this howling that like didn't make any sense. Like what, you know, you only catch coronavirus non, you know, this is why some of these teams just can't hold it together. So uh, I don't mind trying though, because what the heck we, at least we get, at least Oklahoma's playing this weekend. So, but I, I certainly think the 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 conference only provides a little better security, a little stability, and hopefully by the end of the month, when we kind of really get in the ACC schedule and the SEC's going, the Big 12's playing each other. These uh, these weeks will get a little little stronger. But we're easing in. We're easing into the year. So one uh, item that came out, Oklahoma. Speaking of Oklahoma. OU coach Lincoln Riley has said that uh, he's not going to be releasing COVID testing data moving forward. This is from uh, Jason Kersey of uh, The Athletic because of, quote, competitive advantage. They're going to treat their corona numbers like an injury. And they they will report this to the county officials uh, and all of that. The state seemed like you'd be able to get this information. I don't know, probably from the state or the local officials, since it is a public thing, but who knows, maybe in Oklahoma, there, there is no right to know what your government's doing, but uh, he is uh, keeping it, keeping it hush, hush, much reaction to this. Uh, any thoughts on, on Lincoln Riley, not sharing the, uh, the details, Pat, I know you wrote about it. Yeah. I have some thoughts on it. I, you know, I, it, this is just part and parcel of what's always amazed me about public universities is how much they try to hide things from everybody. For those of us who have tried to make records requests, it's amazing how much you uh, obstruction you get and resistance you get to finding out things that we are constitutionally allowed to find out. You know, it's why that uh, people create foundations so they can move around money and store documents that people can't get to. It's why there's such things as outside legal counsel. That's why there's search firms. And this is just part and parcel of it to me. It's just like... If you have a chance to lie, deny, or hide, do it, by golly. Uh, and the, the funny thing is, like, Oklahoma's been pretty transparent for the most part throughout this summer about COVID testing numbers. No specifics, but but a lot of, uh, at least they put out their numbers, which a lot of people haven't. And to say this is like a sprained ankle or a stinger or a separated shoulder is ridiculous. It's not. This is a public health concern for the public. And I think that everybody should have a right to know the details of what's going on at their state universities. And if that gives Missouri State 
or anybody else in the Big 12 who's not as good as Oklahoma any inkling of advantage, come on. They live with that, Oklahoma. Deal with it. Uh, you know, if you say, okay, so yes, we have six guys that are positive for COVID that we're not going to play. We're not even going to name them. We're not going to say what position they are, but we got six guys that are positive, okay? I think that's information that everybody should have a right to know because the more information we know about a public health crisis, the better. So I am not a fan of Oklahoma's uh, stance on this thing. And they are, they are going to give the numbers, you said. They're giving them the state government. Uh, they're going to give them to the Big 12, which is important because the Big 12 is, has a benchmark of 53 players to be able to play in a week. But I think you take the extra step and tell everyone what's going on. Again, I, I've always been in favor of more information, not less, from your public universities. I'm not as mad specifically at Lincoln Riley um, for this as I am at college football for just not having some cohesive way that this has been reported. ESPN did a good survey there that like 10 of the 14 SEC schools aren't like all I'm saying is you can keep it all private or you can tell it all, but don't let it up to everyone's devices. Like if you are going to say, OK, this is a public health crisis and we need transparency. Everyone reports, everyone reports it the same way. You know, this argument was on a much lower scale as an injury report type thing with, with sports gambling. We've had that the last couple of years, but it just really shows the, the lack of leadership, both at the conference level and, and at the overall college football level that like there's no dashboard. So like in the SEC, if Arkansas metaphorically, obviously, hypothetically has, has an outbreak, like there's no there's no way for Texas A&M to know that before they play them. And there's no way to know, like, how many players are going to be missed. Like, there should be, as you are trying to navigate a public health crisis and a pandemic to attempt to play college football, I think at the very least, you should just have, like, equal access to information. Whatever it is, it should be uniform. It just shouldn't be, like, nobody should be saying things, I'm not going to say my COVID numbers because it's a it's a competitive advantage. That's just stupid, right? Like, have it all uniform and set up. This is hard enough as it is. Why why leave these details just to the devices of people who are going to hide them? I got to say, this is as lame of a controversy as we have of a slate of games this weekend. <laughs> I, I, I just can't get outraged. Uh, I agree. Better to have a uniform system, even if it's some BS thing like, you know, like in hockey, they have lower body injury and upper body injury. That's what they call it. Like, so you don't know the guy's got a a bad ankle and you just hack at it all the time. I'd be in favor of them telling, but I see why they don't, which means no one's going to tell now. I don't, I don't really know the advantage. What is the advantage? You're not, not even, sure. again, we're not naming individual players. So I, look, you have to pass the, the minimum of 53, right? I get, I mean, you're going to figure out if they've only got like 54 guys over on that <laughs> sideline that, Hey, they're down 19. I mean, you can count this. Yeah. This would not take long. You don't need to spy gate. No. To figure out how many guys are on the sideline in uniform. Yeah. So I don't know. But the other thing, where... real quick, too, is that it's this kind of stuff, this kind of obfuscation that makes you wonder, okay, everybody has almost uniformly said, we've had players testing positive, but it's not football related. It's all off campus or socially. Is that true? Or is that just because you say that because then nobody's questioning whether you should be practicing? Uh, you know, I've, I, again, let's just, the, the more you hide or the less detail you give or information you give, the more you wonder why, why are you not telling us what we need to know? Yeah. I don't know. But like I said, I, I, I'm, I can't get too outraged about this. Uh, all right. Here's something that some people are getting outraged at. 
ACC basketball coaches. They had a had a meeting, Zoom, I assume. They voted to propose. This isn't the first time they tried this. Uh, they have voted to propose, and everyone, every team in college basketball makes the NCAA tournament this year. Division one only, obviously. Everyone in the pool, sort of philosophy. Mike Bray, Notre Dame coach, ACC member, noted that this is like the old Indiana basketball tournament, high school basketball tournament, the Milan Miracle, famed Hoosiers. In Hoosiers, um, Hickory defeated South Bend Central. So I don't know if he wants to really go with the South Bend angle there. Uh, but everybody in, let me just say, I don't know what the 2020-21 college basketball season is going to look like, but this is obviously, in general, a redundant deal. Virtually every conference, there's a few that don't, but virtually every conference al- allows every team in their conference into the their conference tournament. That then results in a, if you win your conference tournament, you win the automatic bid and in. So essentially, everyone's already in the NCAA basketball tournament. It's just called something different. Now, there's a few leagues that cut it. Like if you suck so bad that you can't even make your conference tournament <laughs> in college basketball. <laughs> I guess not everybody gets a shot, but pretty much anyone with a pulse. So it is redundant. That said, uh, you know. It's like, let's get freaky, man. It's pandemic time. (laughs) I'm not going to complain if there's more basketball on. (laughs) Right? I'm pretty much, I hope I've got better things to do in March. I really, (laughs) really hope that in March I'm not in this same situation. But whatever. (laughs) (laughs) UMass will make the tournament. This would also mean things like, I think William and Mary's never made it. They're going to make the right. NCAA basketball. Right? Oh, Army, should, Army, right? Is, Army's going to make it. They should be dancing <laughs> at West Point yeah, yeah. and uh, wherever the heck William and Mary is. These William are all the same coaches, though. 7 a.m. tip, Wichita sub-sub-sub-regional <laughs> bracket. <laughs> Glens Falls bracket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell Yeah. <laughs> These are the same uh, coaches that get up. They'll, they'll start ranting about participation trophies in youth sports. Oh, like, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. It's <laughs> screwing America up. We've gone little Sally, Little Sally got a trophy for her soft T-ball softball. What is this? We've gone soft. Hey, can we get a bid, please? Everybody in. If we go to 350, <laughs> we can get in. Yeah, I had uh, I had a NCA former NCA executive tell me he's like it's it's fitting this comes from the ACC because they've long believed that every ACC team should get in the NCA tournament. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a good line. I'll I'll, I'll be in favor of this only because it gets rid of bracketology. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Palm is like towel sweating right now. Yeah. He's like Gary Williams on the sideline. Joe Lenardi, no! I don't, have to, I don't have to listen to that crap for two months. Who's in? Who's out? First floor out. You're all in. You're unemployed. <laughs> There we go. Yes, that, that may be the only that may be the only redeeming thing about this idea. Pat, do you I think like the idea. I like you it. like it. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so incredibly stupid. No, I don't think it's going to happen. But I've got no problem with it for a couple of reasons. Okay, everybody's been through absolute hell. Uh, nobody got to play in the NCAA tournament last year. 
a lot of players who didn't get to play in the NCAA tournament last year. Now, maybe their team wasn't going to be as good this time around. Now they're going to get their chance. The, the conference tournaments, I think, were already going to be messy to begin with. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll let, me, let me predicate this by saying, first of all, We've got to make a lot of progress from a from a disease standpoint to even have to even have this discussion. Okay, like if we're sitting in the same position in uh, February or March, then then come on, it, it wouldn't even make any sense. But if we get there, it would be fun, different, inclusive, uh, and I think it would probably help some players not opt out and maybe stick in there. Hey, we're going to play in the NCAA tournament. So I'm fine with it. You know what? I mean, it's crazy. It's harebrained. I don't. I think there's a lot going against it, but I like the idea. I'm fine with it. I like the idea, just the, the notion of being creative, and I love basketball. So the more basketball, yeah. clearly, clearly the better. I don't love the idea right now, at a time of contraction, at a time where Roy Williams looks out his office window to an empty campus and says, you know what? Let's expand that dadgum NCAA tournament. What a good idea. Uh, Virginia Tech and NC State can't get off a game, right? Like they can't yeah. actually like play an opener. But you know what? Let's 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 times five. I don't even know what that is. What one pass quadruple the uh, the the NCAA tournament? It just doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense. And here's where 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 I came down on this. Like, Will Wade has a better chance of being voted the head of the NABC Ethics Committee than college presidents amid a pandemic, or the NCAA Board of Governors amid a pandemic, which is filled with college presidents saying, you know what? Let's green light that five times bigger NCAA tournament when we couldn't even have fall championships, when our doctors have been doom and gloom about everything. So again, love the spirit of it. It is a great final four bar conversation, right? <laughs> like this is exactly what this is. Like a yeah. bunch of drug I know what we'll do. We'll make the tournament all inclusive. Ah. And, and here's the bottom line. Everybody needs money. Schools need money. Conferences need money. The NCAA needs money there really wouldn't be that much more money in this because the extra games aren't good product. The, the, the extra games are essentially just conference tournament games that are going to be repackaged. Those are already sold. So you just basically have to rejigger the conference tournament deal. Like, it's just, it's not going to, the, the risk of multi-quadrupling the tournament is not worth the, the reward of it. So I just really don't think it's based in, in reality. I can certainly see coaches wanting it. I want it, like, in theory. But in reality, it's just too messy right now. I think we should let them all in. Division two, <laughs> division three. What about NAI? NAIA. I'm getting yeah. there. Yeah. I don't need a monk from St. Mary's rolling out there in a wheelchair beating teams, okay? Like, this is, <laughs> that, that doesn't need to happen. Tennessee actually has a chance to make a Final Four. I don't, no, thank you. More Who says teams. Tennessee has a chance to make a Final Four? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is that what we're saying? Is that what we're going with now? Oh, yeah, that's 100%. Oh, it's, it's okay. That's, they have a really good shot in a crazy year making a Final Four. There's, how can you argue with that? Wow. The Tennessee Final Four. <laughs> this is Rick Barnes who once had Kevin Durant and didn't get out of the second round. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, well, you might have another Kevin Durant on his team right now. So whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Wow. It is a hype train. I will not let you besmirch. Uh, Kevin Durant's is, good name. Sully is drinking the orange Kool-Aid hey. hard this morning. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. I want them so all. So, do the Vols have enough players for their opener? That should be your concern right now. We're a ba we're a basketball school, Pete. I don't give a sh damn about football anymore. Come on. <laughs> I like the crisp pivot from Sully. I like it. <laughs> Got to stay agile in these times. He's just doing his I, civic duty, defending his Vols. I attended Greektown Casino College, and I think we should field the team. <laughs>
if everybody's in, we'll get a team together. Yeah, I saw your tweet about that. Yeah, we could get a hell of a team together really quick. Everybody gets into Greektown Casino College. There's no entrance. <laughs> you do know enough yeah. bandit college basketball coaches. You've written enough of their books, Dan. You could probably oh, get them together really fast. I would ask. Yeah. We See, would this, be we'd be uh, on probation in a year, but we would win. <laughs> I mean, we're a casino college. We have no ethics. <laughs> This is uh, this is the, the this is how Wetzel built the uh, soccer powerhouse the same way. You just go yes. out and find players, and then you find somebody to coach them and let it rip. I'm pretty much Barry Switz, school of Barry Switzer, man. I'm not I stupid. I would bet we in the city, of, it, we in would the city the... of Detroit, you can find five ballers who oh. never played college basketball, have plenty of eligibility. Uh, if you can get them out of prison long enough, you can Whatever, go. man. We would be rolling. <laughs> Play our home games at the parking garage across from the Thena Hotel. We would get it. Get, we would be rolling. Greek Town. I get like Perry Watson to coach the team. Come out of retirement. <laughs> I'd just be the perfect the booster that pulls the strings. Who would your bagman you be? Like, like me. Give me your bagman. He would be the bag. Bag. He is the bagman. I'm the bagman. <laughs> you don't outsource that. That's what you learn. Don't outsource it. <laughs> don't outsource. Even the most loyal guy is going to turn. Like TJ Gasnola is going to find himself on a on a stand, and you're sweating it out. I would be the bagman. We would have a team. Can you get Donnie Tyndall from the G League to run your academics? Well, no. uh, he's right up there in Grand Rapids. <laughs> we'll, you can just slide we'll, over. Real question uh, is, if even if they expand the tournament to like 2,000, will Will Wade be suspended for it, or will he actually get the coach this year? Or what will <laughs> <laughs> that case is moving so slowly, he's in. <laughs> will Wade could coach the uh, Greek Town team. There you go. Oh, go get him. Yeah, yeah. Forget Liberty, where we all thought he'd end up, right? <laughs> all right. Well, I don't know if that's going to happen. I doubt it. But at this point, it's what we got. All right. Let's do some uh, season-long prop bets. These won't count for the. Uh, race for the case but just just for fun just for fun i don't know how you do win totals uh, we really have no idea how many games are getting played uh acc and big 12 props you guys have them in front of you what prop do you want i we got uh pick your favorite bet let's see conference winner oklahoma negative 120 texas 180 plus 180 oklahoma state plus 700 iowa state plus 1100 tcu plus 2000 West Virginia plus 2,500, Baylor 3,500, Kansas State 4,000, Texas Tech 8,000, KU 10 grand plus 10,000. Big 12 prop bet. Who, who, who wants what? Pat, you start. Well, uh, boy, I mean, I, if we could count on win totals at all, I love Oklahoma State at the over at seven uh, because I think they're good. And I, I mean, other than Oklahoma, I don't see any team that's probably better than them. A Texas, maybe? But I right now on paper I would take Oklahoma State over Texas. If you're asking me for a conference winner, I would also I would go Oklahoma State plus seven hundred there as well. I'm not sure they can beat Oklahoma, but but at that price, I'd be willing to take a swing at them. Well, let me just say, like after we picked our games last week and watching games last week, like again, we don't advocate betting here. You know, put money in your four hundred one k, buy stocks, whatever. We we we've gone through all this before. If there was ever a season that it was just ridiculously stupid to bet. It would be this one. I mean, like, like, at the very least, don't bet until three minutes before kickoff because so much can change. Like, imagine if you bet Baylor on Monday. Well, the game's canceled. Like, there's just so many variables going into this season. Like, so many variables that, like, so my joke earlier off air was just bet all the unders on these over unders because like there's gonna be enough games canceled enough chaos now obviously those would those bets would be uh would be voided but please if you're going to bet 
just get all the information possible about your bet because like there is going to be information that can lead you to you know avoiding some really bad decisions. I'm not going to say it's going to help you make good ones, but at least it can make you avoid. It can really help you avoid bad ones. And I would imagine of the 20 games on Saturday and one Thursday, I guess that there will be in at least 10 of them significant roster changes that are going to be announced in the hours before kickoff. The people with the most valuable information are going to be the TV people that get all this information the night before in their, in their TV meetings, and they got to sit on it because it is going to swing lines. Lines are going to go off. Lines are going to go everything. So I, uh, all that said, like if you wanted a value in the Big 12, I think you take Iowa State. You take them at six and a half over and under, and you, you take them to win the league in a, in a why not. Oklahoma's going to win the Big 12. I, I, I'm, I'm fairly confident in that. But, like, you can't be confident in anything right now just because there are just so many different variables that can disrupt this season. Pete's no fun. Come on, man. Sorry. Oh, Pete, that- Pete out here caring about the mortgage payments of our <laughs> listeners. Who gives a crap? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tough break. Yeah, don't bet on this stuff. Of course it's stupid. I will give it that. I mean, how do you know? Like, Oh, well, I think Oklahoma will beat Texas in the, you know, the show. That, well, Oklahoma only had, they didn't have a quarterback that week. I mean, what, how do you, we have no idea what's coming. I think the value is TCU at 2000 because TCU has already missed the game because of COVID. <laughs> Herd immunity. Herd immunity <laughs> is more important than like offensive line depth. Here we go. <laughs> Wetzel T- back on the herd immunity bandwagon. Yeah, TCU is not playing SMU this week because of an outbreak on the team. That's that's a good thing. Go long term. So I'm taking TCU plus two thousand here. Just All keep right, tracking ACC. the Fauci Cup. <laughs> I got nothing else. I mean, Oklahoma's the best team. That's not speaking of the obvious best team. ACC Clemson negative four hundred. All right, you'll make like a nickel. Yeah, you're gonna make right. nothing on that. Those are the uh, the 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 bridge jumpers at the horse racing tracks that bet you know. Two two thousand to show on the favorite, to, so they can win two you know one hundred and twenty bucks. Just trying to get their McDonald's paid for on the way right, home. Right. Uh, all right. Here are the others. These are all plus. Notre Dame six fifty. North Carolina nine hundred. The U eleven hundred. Virginia Tech two thousand. FSU three thousand. Pitt thirty five hundred. Louisville 4,000, Virginia 5,000, Wake Forest 8,000, NC State 8,000, Syracuse, Duke, and BC are 10,000, Georgia Tech 50,000. Wow. Georgia (laughs) Tech's really going to suck this year, huh? (laughs) They were all so bad last year. So, so bad. Yeah. 50,000 plus (laughs) 50,000 to win. Kansas is only plus 10,000. How about that? If you are. Five times less likely to win your conference than Kansas. Woo! They are a year wreck. away from being a year away from being relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. I feel like uh, Jeff Collins was one of those coaches rooting for the season to be canceled so he could just uh, have spring ball and get some right. recruits, more recruits in and flip the roster. I mean, going from option to traditional yeah. football, is a, that is a hellish transition. Anyone got a pick here? ACC, I, I, I Louisville at plus 4,000. Hey. Uh, not likely, but they, they drew a pretty nice schedule. They don't play Clemson. They don't play North Carolina. Uh, they've got a Notre Dame, Florida State, Virginia Tech segment in the middle. Uh, but I, you know, they've got a lot of, a lot of firepower back offensively from a team that scored a lot last year. Their defense has to get a bunch better. They've got to be able to figure out how to tackle somebody and stop the run. But at plus 4,000, I'd take a $20 flyer. Give me, give me the Cardinals. 
Yeah, I mean, if we're going to take flyers in the in the in the ACC, um, you know, it's no fun picking the favorite. If they like betting tis the law big to win the Derby, right? Um, that didn't work either. It did not work. That's correct. You know, like Notre Dame's a flyer at plus six fifty. Here's the thing about North Carolina: they return a they return a ton of skill. They return a ton of rushing yards. They return a ton of receivers. They obviously have Sam Howell back at quarterback. Phil Longo can score a ton of points. I just can't get my mind around. They lost six games last year. Like, they weren't great. So, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little cooler on Carolina Blue until until I see it a little bit, uh, until I see it a little bit more. They have had a ton of virus. So, like, don't don't underestimate that. If you're if you're betting on the on the Fauci Cup standings, Carolina's had some big time outbreaks. So they're less in theory anyway, less likely to be uh, to be impacted by that. And they are operating in a bubble in theory should uh, should help them. If there was one underneath this in the in the win totals, like Syracuse is not going to win five football games this year. They have a fullback starting at guard. Both their top tailbacks opted out. They've had multiple player walkouts this year because of testing. Like, I really don't see it. They had one of the worst offensive lines in major college football last year. And the the this line promises to be worse. So I really uh, I really think they're a disorganized mess. And uh, yeah, I cannot see them winning more than five games. That's like that. That number popped out at me like, wow. Well, uh, I'm taking Notre Dame. Uh, you know, this is a flyer, the second favorite, but uh, they got a veteran QB, Ian Book. They got a veteran, a lot of veterans on the defense. Uh, I think four defensive linemen are captains. And they play, they host Clemson on November 7th, and you get an early snowstorm, squall, or something coming through northern Indiana, you know, could be a distinct advantage. I'm taking Notre Dame. That's, uh, that's go. all I got. Now, the problem is they've been – a very good at keeping the virus at bay. Not smart, <laughs> but uh, give them credit on that. So that's my pick. I'll take Notre Dame. Prop Not on campus. Excitement. The football program has the campus wasn't great. Football football program's done well. Campus. Maybe we'll get the outbreak on campus done. I don't know. It's a good point though that home field advantage is no longer about crowd noise. It could be more about weather. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I don't think Clemson's scared of crowd noise. No. Hell no. All right, uh, I got to bring this. Uh, this is a public service announcement. This is a this is troubling to even read, <laughs> but uh, I think we have a predominantly male audience here. You might be surprised. Most women are too smart to listen. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just gonna say, uh, let's learn from this young man. 18 year old man in Thailand is going to think long and hard the next time he needs to sit on the can. <laughs> After a four-foot-long snake, uh, yeah. No. I'm just going to say that. No. Mm. No, no, Sarah no. Pop. Sarah, I don't know how to say his name. I'm sorry. He went through the ordeal Tuesday night in the town outside of Bangkok, Thailand. Moments after he sat down on the toilet, he suddenly felt a tremendous pain as a non-venomous python came up through the toilet and took a bite. Oh, you're gonna rip on me for trying to protect our listeners' mortgages. And you're gonna read. You're gonna, you're gonna read this stuff. I'm warning you. Oh. I don't think I, this is the nightmare of all nightmares. You're minding yeah, your that's... own business on the throne. <laughs> it is the nightmare of all nightmares. It really is. It's and a bad. snake. Just sneak attacks in a vulnerable spot. <laughs> 
as uh, Sully pointed out, between the marauding monkeys who are taking over towns in Thailand and this, uh, we're, we're crossing it off the travel list. I'm sure it's a wonderful place, but I mean, <laughs> woo. My, uh, my sympathies to this young man. I don't know yeah. how you ever go to the bath. I mean, I just no. be terrified uh, at all. Absolutely. They, that's you rethink everything there. You suddenly become a big fan of like digging a hole in the backyard or whatever. I'm sitting on no uh, nothing attached to any plumbing. All right. Update on the uh, on the Big Ten, which can't go a day without <laughs> there being a vote that never happens or there will be. It's like predicting the rain. Eventually, it's going to rain. So you're going <laughs> to yeah. be right. Eventually, they'll be right. I'm going to start one of these accounts that just claim I have sources. <laughs> I think they're fun. I think this there's a guy on Twitter named Sir Yacht, which is a tremendous name, by the way. <laughs> this guy is my hero. Can you be Sir Bush Light? I will. I'll do whatever I need. If I had thought of Sir Yacht, I'd, I would be Sir Yacht, but I did not. He just puts it out there every day. There's going to be a vote. Today's the day. Yeah, it's going to happen. And then people react. It's great. It's just gotta, he's got to be just laughing. That, oh, that guy's sitting there. Uh, got to be just chuckling at everybody. Like watching and he's like going on the radio people. in Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> it's phenomenal. I mean, at some point, they're going to vote. I agree. They're going to have meetings. They're going to decide things. So you're going to be right eventually, and you'll be able to claim victory. And who really cares? It's a Twitter account. At one point, he said that he had a source who was a Power 5 AD who had just talked to me, and I told that guy, this was like a week ago, that the entire season was going to be called off on Sunday. This was like Friday. Magically, that tweet disappeared. Nope. Because it was completely fabricated out of nothing. Eh, whatever. But, yeah. Are you questioning Sir Yacht's journalistic integrity, Pat? <laughs> I am questioning Sir Yacht's ability to tell the truth, period. I just think he's laughing at everyone who's following him. I think yes. it's great. I, I, I question your journalistic integrity before you, <laughs> Sir Yacht. <laughs> well, we do work uh, anyway, together, so that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. If, uh, who, who the hell knows, right? We do have this. And this is what everyone's seizing on. This is Wednesday. Nebraska school president Ted Carter went on News Talk 1400 AM on Wednesday. Okay. I, I missed the interview, but if you were listening, I made a comment about how much disinformation is out there, Carter said. But here's what I will say. There's an awful lot of work still going on with the return to play committee. This is true. Chancellor Ronnie Green, Athletic Director Bill Moose, and Scott Fr Coach Scott Frost are on. They're putting together some plans that the presidents and chancellors will vote on very soon. The fight is still on. We have been aligned here in this state from the get-go. We feel safe. It's safe to play here. That's our theme, and we're still strong on it. So the quote, very soon. What does that mean? What are the plans? Again, again, lots of lots of vague stuff. Very soon well, means what? They're going to vote to play at some point. Yeah, of like, course. And that vote was supposed to come within seven to ten days. We're in that window now. So yes. There will be a vote at some point. Any notion of like October 3rd, October 10th, all that kind of stuff is just, you know, fantasy. Like it's uh, I mean, Iowa's entire athletic department is shut down. Maryland's entire athletic department is shut down. You know, just I, I still think Thanksgiving at the earliest. Once the dream really dies with these and these NFL guys start declaring, that's when you'll start to see like the the suriotish notion of false start fade away for now man this is like like there there are these pockets of people out there they they that it's like you know when they would find these uh 
Japanese soldiers in the 50s and the 60s on these islands that were still like thinking the war was still going on. We're still fighting, right? It's like, oh, no, we got to break it to you. That that actually ended like 15 years ago. That's kind of where we're at here, I think, as far as October 10th kickoff. Yeah, I I hear nobody talking legitimately about October 10th. I, it's still possible because we're a month out, but it's not probable or plausible. Thanksgiving, sure. Look, I think once yeah. there's daily testing, you're going to play and we're getting closer. Like Thanksgiving is not a pipe dream at all. No, it's not. I mean, the daily testing is a game changer. What do you gain on Thanksgiving that you would that would be better than January? 20 percent. I don't know, games. but it's, it's you, what it's do you gain 10 games as opposed to eight? That's two more games. games. But can can you get all the indoor facilities you need then? Are you playing outdoors in December? And I, what are you going to do? Where are you going to play? Huge problem. Right. Yeah. And can you get outdoors in December and January, especially when you get to the Iowa, Wisconsin, Nebraska? That's not, that's brutal. I covered, I've covered uh, three playoff games up in Green Bay. It's rough. Yeah. I've covered that negative six degree NFL game in Minnesota in January. Epic. Uh, totally yeah. brutal. I mean, it, it's, it, you shouldn't play football in that kind of weather. You do it because it was a one year thing. And, and, uh, and these guys get paid a lot and it's the NFL, but like to just make that yeah. the system yeah. brutal. So you got to get, yeah, you got to get your domes. It, look, all of this is let's play by December 10th, October 10th is Ohio state wants a shot at a national title that may or may right. not happen. Right. If you're in Nebraska, who the hell cares? Playing, playing. What's one more month. If you can assure you're going to play with daily testing, I just think we're close. So, uh, but very soon we're going to have a vote on something. Okay. Uh, read it as you wish. I would love to see them all playing on October 10th safely. I wish daily testing was available right now, but uh, that is not the case. I, I even heard an interview with Larry Scott. He was already talking. He kind of had pushed the the ability to daily test into October now, not right. late September. He was already kind of kind of moving the, the needle back. At least that's the way I heard it. I think we're going to go in November. I think things are going to be really much, much better when we get this this technology, this ability is there, but until then. So, but anyway, tune in to News Talk 1400 AM. Uh, and maybe you'll get a you'll get a more more information. Good interview there. You can go there, right, you can go King Yacht. Take your choice. Yeah, Sir Yacht. Sir Yacht. Yeah, what, what some kind it's of yacht. Be, he will be right eventually. <laughs> and I will laugh at all of you. Uh, all right, let's do our picks. Race for the case. Uh, we're not going to discuss who's leading or anything like that. No. Uh, sign up at <laughs> sign up at betmgm.com slash Yahoo. Race for the case is sponsored by betmgm.com. Uh, betmgm.com slash Yahoo. New users, you get $25 in bonus dollars upon registration. No deposit is required and can be used immediately. $25. And you receive a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 with your first deposit. The promo is valid for new users in New Jersey, West Virginia, Indiana, or Colorado that are 21 years or older. Terms of apply, of course. But if you're lucky and you live in one of those four beautiful states, get over to betmgm.com slash Yahoo. All right, here's our games. UAB at Miami Thursday, 8 p.m. ACC Network. Who needs Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson? We're watching this dog. 
Miami's given 14. Pat 40, who you got? Whew, I, I mean, I, I am interested in this game. I think it's going to be a good competitive game. Oh, 14. That's got Push City written all over it at best. I mean, UAB could easily cover, but I'm going to take Miami. I'm going to put some perhaps ill-founded faith in Derek King coming in to run the offense and giving them a major, major adrenaline boost and uh, playmaking boost. Uh, Rhett Lashley running the offense now down there. They've got some other pretty good players around him. Uh, they are going to sanitize the turnover chain, so it's going to be used in, in a healthy manner, and they're going to use it well because they're going to make UAB turn over the ball. They will cover the 14. Sully, what's the over-under on this game? Oh, Pete, Pete goes next one. 54 and a half. 54 and a half, yeah. All right. I would uh, I would definitely take the under on, on this. I mean, when we last saw the wreckage of Miami's offense, they lost 14 nothing to Louisiana Tech in a bowl game in which they announced they were firing their offensive coordinator before, which was really like a precious little chestnut. I'd never seen them a school leak that they were going to fire their OC before a game. It was like they knew they were just going to be completely a mess on offense. So that's a long way to say I don't think either of these teams are going to score a lot of points. I know, obviously, Derek King's there. I know Rhett Lashley's history. Here's one thing that a bunch of coaches told me about offenses, you know, in trying to, like, get some rhythm and some synchronicity in the pandemic. If you are a passing-based offense, a rhythm-based offense, it's going to take some time to build that up. So I really think the combination of – of UAB's very stout defense. This is the best defense Bill Clark has had. There's multiple NFL players on it. Combined with Miami's history of poor offense and their uh, the, just the new pieces, new system, everything that has to fit and work going up against a physical team that's played a game already, I really don't think there'll be a lot of points scored. So that's why I do think UAB will cover the 14 and they will also keep it low scoring. They will be they will be daring you to go watch that Watson and Mahomes matchup, that little that little pesky little backyard matchup in the NFL. I'm taking UAB as well to cover. I think they have a, an, a very good defense. And I, I, I'm going to like teams that have already played. I think there's something, something tricky to that. So I'll take I'll take UAB uh, getting 14 at that one. Uh, Sharp and Big Money both going on the Blazers, so they make sense. Uh, but I'm going to go with Miami just because Pete took UAB. To be honest, need to catch him. Ooh. He's got a two game lead. <laughs> there you a go. Spike, spike. Pick. Reel, yeah, reel him in. You're, reel him in. You're, you're already chasing, and it's not even week one, Sully. That's a bad sign. No. I'm, <laughs> I'm chasing because I'm probably going to be chalk with you the rest of the way, so I need to get one at least against you. All right. Louisiana at Iowa State, not Louisiana State, but uh, UL at uh, Raging Cajuns at Iowa State. Noon on ESPN. ISU is giving 11 and a half. Pete, who you got? I'm definitely taking Louisiana. Um, I'm not saying they will win, but there's a chance they could win. This is the best team in the Sun Belt. They have a uh, tailback tandem that's among the best in all of college football. Pat's shaking his head because I think he thinks App State is the best team in the Sun Belt. I disagree. I think Louisiana is taking that with Levi Lewis at quarterback. They, they return a bunch of their defense, which was one of the uh, 20 best defenses in college football last year. Coordinator Ron Roberts is gone. There's some concern there. But I really feel like that and stuck in the back of my mind was just how hideous Iowa State was to open last season when it took overtime against Northern Illinois. So I think the Rage of Cages is going. Remember, there's no home field advantage. It's, it's neutral site. So 
after Iowa State had that all-time administrative bungle where they're going to have 40% of their fans and then their president wrist-slapped uh, their AD and they said, actually, we're going to have none. So uh, I think Reggie Gaines has got a real shot to win. And uh, I also do not think this will be a, this will be a high-scoring game. Uh, I, I'm picking Louisiana, too. I, I, I This game, I think, is, is also really interesting. Those are the two games I liked the most on this slate were UAB Miami and Lafayette Iowa State uh, in terms of can we see an upset there. And I think we can. Uh, certainly, I think Louisiana Lafayette can cover. Pete enunciated it all pretty well, but no, they're not the best team in the Sun Belt. That's that's still App State. But but yes, the memory of watching Iowa State last year when I was big on the bandwagon with them, <laughs> watching them wheeze past Northern Iowa and I think triple OT in the opener. Uh, I am I am wary of Iowa State when they are carrying any kind of hype. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm I'm uh, I'm with you L as well. I have taken the Cyclones no problem. They're going to cover. Did you see Bush Light put out a new corn themed? <laughs> yes. Can. Oh yeah. Uh, boy, boy does that have you written all over it. Do yeah. you think my guys out there in Iowa <laughs> representing the whole state now cuz everyone else quit? Bunch of quitters. <laughs> Iowa State with the bush light cans, Cyclones. All right, Duke at, Nord- at Notre that Dame. That was quintessential Duke- Dan Wetzel game analysis. <laughs> Didn't name a coach or a player. Reference a new bush light product. <laughs> Other team, area a bunch of, of quitters in the likes. state. Yeah, there you go. What's that Ames song? Do we have to play that thing again? Oh, Ames, high, that Ames, again. High. <laughs> Ames, Ames high, Ames high. Ames high, Ames high. Uh, Duke at Notre Dame, two thirty on NBC. Fighting Irish, given nineteen and a half. What is? I mean, I I love these. Like, how in the world do you pick these games and this thing, and they come up with a half? Got to throw that nineteen and a half. <laughs> I had no idea what's coming. Has Duke practiced tackling? We don't know, but they're giving a the extra half point. Little hook. What do you got? We'll start with Sully. Duke replacing everybody, uh, including uh, shoot coordinators across the board under is a trinity pick here as well at 52 and a half uh give me ian book and nd i'm gonna take i'm gonna take duke i just feel like it's a huge it's a huge line so much uncertainty one thing we know about duke is they can run the ball they return a majority for their starting offensive linemen their best tailback chase bryce gives their offense a little diamondism that it significantly lacked last year duke's defense although it was you know, moderately abysmal, though normal for Duke standards. Uh, return some talent, especially on the front. I just feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like night. I feel like Notre Dame is always favored by too much in these games, and that I, I, th- I think this will be a game in the third quarter. Yeah, I, I'm afraid I got to go with Pete on that one as well for most Ugh. of those same reasons. Yeah, no, I just, I, it's too big a number. I even looked up. I'm pretty sure Notre Dame's breaking in a new kicker this year, and it's like they'll be up 17, and the kid will miss a field goal with a chance to to go make it 20. Wow, poor guy. And uh, <laughs> so, no, that you know, I I just I don't quite feel like that's Notre Dame. I, I watched them last year struggle in the opener against uh, against Louisville, and I guess that's probably still a little bit with me too. And they're they're playing against a well-coached team, and Chase Bryce will matter. It's going to be easy money this week, taking the Irish. we got cornfields with bush light cans outside of South Bend too, you know. <laughs> you know what? Notre Dame's kicker is back. So there's my my logic ah, is all shot see? right there. But he'll yeah, still miss. Got- He's going to miss a field goal when they're up 17. Ian Book in his seventh season. Uh, with the Irish, it's really, you know, 
been the, he's been there uh he's been there a while. Yeah, I'm taking Notre Dame in that. I got no problem. All right, George. He roomed with Chris Zorich, didn't he? I think he did, yeah. <laughs> he's a red shirt on the Bush Bush game. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia Tech at Florida State, twelve thirty on ABC. FSU's given twelve and a half. Let's do it. FSU's gonna roll that one. Uh Georgia Tech is bad. Still trying to figure out their identity or at least get players that match their identity. I think Norvell comes in and gives them an immediate boost in terms of scheme and execution. I did something in the dash where, I mean, Florida State I, it was such a disaster in terms of penalties, turnovers, uh, the areas of, you know, just being efficient, clean football that I think Mike Norvell will help improve enough that they will certainly cover 12 and a half. Yeah, if I had conviction on any game this week, I have conviction for 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 Florida State. And uh, God, I hate to agree with Pat so so strongly, but just the general daily operation of Florida State football floundered under Willie Taggart. They had no organization, they had no discipline, and they didn't have a like program and scheme in place that were just like day to day functional. So I think if you look at the general talent at Florida State. And there's precision and there's direction and there's leadership. I really think that they're going to be exponentially better this season because of those baselines. So I think Florida State wins by 35. Yep, I agree. Sharp money and big money both coming in big for the Knowles. Georgia Tech was awful against the spread last year, and that will continue. Agree. Florida State. Man, I remember their opener last year against Boise State. They were just – what a disaster that game was. They were not ready to play. They'll be better, a lot better than that, and Georgia Tech's not any good. So there's your analysis. Clemson at Wake. Clemson uh, 330 on ABC. Clemson's giving 33-and-a-half. I guess Sully goes first this time. I, don't, I can't remember. Yeah, Whatever. give it to me. Give me. I'll, I'll lay those points. Uh, Clemson was eight and one against the spread last year, and they're going to do it again if they stay healthy. Yeah, Clemson's a bunch of covering fools, uh, and they have had boy, they have had Wake's number, uh, not just beating them, but like mauling them. And I would imagine the memory of that will be with Wake's returning players. Like they start getting boat raced, and they know which way that's going. It's going to be tough to uh, to hold up. So I think Clemson makes a statement wins big i mean last year if you remember the clemson wake game i mean basically wakes receivers could not get open it was it was just an all-time ugly game sage Sherratt, who is uh wake's best receiver opted out uh jamie newman went to georgia before he opted out uh sam hartman is a very good kind of plucky quarterback but i really just think like Wake is not going to be able to throw the ball against Clemson secondary, and then it's just all going to kind of fold from. Uh, it's all going to. I can fold promise you this: at Clemson, they have been practicing blocking and tackling and everything else. Like nothing's going on. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> they got their herd immunity early. They're going to roll. Like it's going to be, uh, it's going to be uh, a massacre. So we'll take Clemson on that. All right, lock of the week. Yeah, yeah, I'll go first. Um, I am going to say that. Louisville opening uh, against Western Kentucky. Pretty good Western Kentucky team, but I think, like I said, I I touted Louisville a little bit when we were talking ACC prop bets. I I think Louisville's going to be very explosive. I think they're going to put points on the board, and it's going to be tough for Western to keep up. So I'm going to take Louisville and lay the – I think it is 11. Sully, what do you have? 11 and a half. half. Yep, it's 11 and a half. Okay. Cards win by two touchdowns. They cover. Well, there aren't a lot of games that we didn't pick to uh, to pick as a lock. So 
my uh, my my conviction lock is is Florida State in that uh, in that Georgia Tech game. But if we pick another lock, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with offseason champion North Carolina. Nobody wins an offseason like Mac Brown. They return a ton of talent. Syracuse had a bunch of key opt outs. They run essentially that Baylor tempo offense, and their offensive line is just not capable of protecting Tommy DeVito to let that offense run. So essentially, they end up leading the nation in three and outs in less than 25 seconds. So I don't see, you know, Syracuse's new kind of uh, coordinator they brought in. Sterling Gilbert, who is of Texas, Texas stolen from Tulsa fame. I don't see him making an immediate impact if there is not a uh, capable offensive line there and their two tailbacks have opted out top two. So I think Carolina rolls. Uh, it's it's 23 um, is the uh, is the line which is big, but I, I don't I don't mind. I, I I think the heels uh, the heels have too much skill that that they return in Sam Howell. So I think they uh, I think they run it up. Houston won't be able to score. Uh, our darlings from last week: Army minus 19 against ULM. Uh, ULM's defensive coordinator uh, just stepped down last week uh, and coming off of a, a pretty awful year where they were worse than MTSU. Uh, as far as rush defense goes, so uh, give me Art Army. They don't have a whole lot of don't have a whole lot of possessions, but they're going to punch it in when they do. Man, I like Sully's analysis there. All right, uh, my yeah. lock of the week. I considered UTEP, yeah, uh, just so I could praise UTEP. They're playing Texas. They're giving forty. They're getting forty-two and a half, but I, I don't think so. I'm not betting that. Uh, I'm going to take Kansas. I think they're going to be better. Kansas is given six and a half against Coastal Carolina. They're at home. It's at night. You don't just walk into Lawrence at night. <laughs> Actually, you totally can. I think it was a couple of years ago. I didn't even believe they had a stadium. <laughs> but no, I think they're going to be better in Les Miles' second season. I think people are, are this is that they're, they're putting this number on the old Jayhawks. These are the new Jayhawks. They are capable of beating Coastal Carolina at home by one touchdown. Go KU. <laughs> Rock Chalk Jayhawk. All right. That's our show for the week. We'll Snoop be in the pole dancers walked into Lawrence at night. <laughs> they, they sashayed in, Pat. They didn't just walk. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. They strutted. It's a ballet. It's a ballet. Uh, all right. We'll be back. We're going to do our Sunday or Monday overreaction. So we're going to tape on Sunday. We'll be ready to roll. Should be great. Appreciate you guys listening. Season's getting going. Should be some hijinks. 20 games. Hopefully no more get canceled. Just get all 20 in. And uh, we'll be back. Thanks for uh, sharing, reviewing, and subscribing. I'm Mike Lizikoff, Chief Investigative Correspondent for Yahoo News. And I'm Dan Clydman, Editor-in-Chief of Yahoo News. We're the hosts of Skullduggery, a podcast that not only breaks down the news, but also breaks news. We deliver authoritative analysis while drawing intriguing historical parallels from our decades of covering D.C. scandals. With our current focus on the president and his administration's handling of the coronavirus, to the 2020 elections, we interview those helping to shape the stories. So subscribe to and download Skullduggery wherever you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to follow us on social media at Skullduggery Pod. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.